Yay! Welcome to the Escape with Nick and Adam. I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. He's the pretty one. Mm. There was something I was going to say. Um... Yeah, what were you going to say before? Because you always do that. Like, as I start trivia, you start talking. I was like, stop, stop. Well, that thought just came to me like a model, like a, what, uh, a diamond bullet through the brain, like um, <laughs> Brando says in uh, Apocalypse Now, an army movie. Okay, so we got this awesome Captain America figure here, right? Right. And uh, he's out of scale, though, you know, kind of with the McFarland stuff. So he's still, I'm still waiting for like a place to truly display him well. Other than that, though, he's right here in front of my computer. All of that said, while I was talking to you, it dawned on me with the Hasbro G.I. Joes being as well-made as they are now. They're this scale. Why wouldn't Steve Rogers know most of the Joes? So you could, you could you could be you, part of the same program. That's what I'm saying. You well, yeah, close. Anyway, they could you, but you could cross pollinate, you know, with uh, GI Joe and Marvel. Okay, speaking of Hasbro, I don't. Did you see this? I'm gonna pull up. Give me one second. Man, that'd be fun. I, I think I'm a little late to this game, but I saw it earlier, and I'm like, what in the hell is that? So. Just scam it. No, no. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that, but we'll, we'll talk oh, about that in a second. That's, that's bizarre. Dude, there's so much, like, weird, like, what in the hell is going on? But anyway, so check this out. Prime. You see this? Hear this message. No. Decepticons detected. Come to my aid, Autobots. Because I knew that about has the arrived. Optimus. Let's go. Right. Fully equip your auto converting Optimus and I knew, robot by Robofin I knew that with came the out. world's first auto converting it's the, it's trainer the, uh, and fully roller set. transforming Optimus. Yeah. But I did not see the thing for the uh, design. This new trailer measures an impressive... The freaking trailer that transforms light. also. Unleash the power. And it's got to a little inform, remote thing that you can like, control the, the app. And I'm like, As the trailer what the auto hell into battle mode, Exposing its massive firepower. Stationed within the combat I mean, deck, the fully yeah. controllable roller awaits your command That's to explore ridiculous. with human sidekick Spike to engage the enemy. Man the rescue station. Seamlessly connect Optimus Prime and the trailer. That trailer is three foot long. Immersive actions and sequences. That thing's a monster. And enjoy an ever-growing download center within the app. Incoming Decepticon, prepare for battle. Engineered with 18 server yeah, pretty, warriors. Pretty much to the point where toys are going to start playing with themselves. The authentically styled limited edition flagship trailer completes well, the collector's yeah, edition uh, Optimus Prime. Pairing together to create the most premium interactive this. set available anywhere. I okay, I support it. This. Okay, so you remember here. how much the uh, Optimus, the Optimus was and trailer each sold yes. separately? No, how much was the Optimus? Seven fifty. This one we just saw. Well, wait. So the Optimus by himself, seven fifty, right? Oh shit! Yeah. And the trailer, you know, what the trailer is hmm. seven fifty. <laughs> well, I mean, 
I don't have to like the prices or anything like that, but I mean, dude, we fucking live to see it. That's awesome. Well, a self-transforming and, and it, toy. Well, that's the thing, too. So you hear, like, I've listened to some of the other guys, like, what was it, Mad Hatter, one of the guys, and he was like, yeah, it's cool, but after, like, two or three times, you're like, you know, cool, you're, you're a one-trick pony and all that, but I was just like, and for $7.50, I was like, I better do, do a little bit more than that, but I, I saw that, and I'm like, what in the hell has, bro? Right. So... So if you uh, just got a spare, you know, seven fifty or or you want to go crazy, a spare fifteen hundred laying around, you got that going for you. Man, I would come up with some crazy fundraisers for for to get <laughs> like toys, you know, you know, for my own personal collection. But like, have like, if we reach this amount, you know, we can match and blah 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 blah. And I was like, I want to do a Kickstarter just for my own toys, just for me. But I want it to help people too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I kind of want to use it as like a as a as a highway to help people, you know, while doing the thing you love. Right. You know? So But yeah, I I saw that. I'm just like, oh boy. I was like, I'm you know, try and keep my, my ear to the ground on some of the stuff, but some of the stuff sneaks by your and you're like, holy moly. That's uh, Man, that's ridiculous. You need to see ridiculous good. You need to see the, uh, it's the Zack Snyder Batmobile, but it is the remote control version of it. Um, and I can't remember what big studio made it, but I mean, it's huge. And it's remote control. You got to look it up. And if you can put it through for the folks at home to see, you know, or the folks chilling, waiting for the subway, waiting for the bus, whatever. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, so they got the Batman one, RC one tenth Batmobile, Justice League. Wonder if that's it. But, uh, I think that might be it. It's remote controlled. I know that, and it's huge. Yeah, one tenth. I mean, obviously that thing's huge. Uh, yeah. Let's try this one. Let's see if this is the one. Yeah, that's the one, all right. Holy jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and even the guns articulate with it. Oh, jeez. There's an action figure in the cockpit. Six inch. Yeah, I say it's two it's two scale, so yeah, it's gotta be that big. Yeah. But that thing's what, like that thing's what, two foot long? Yeah. <laughs> oh look at it. Bat RC Batmobile one eighth Justice League unboxing here. So I think this isn't I wanna give someone some credit for this, but I think <laughs> I wanna give some but it's in a foreign language, so I apologize. Wait. Well, so that's a, that's an idea how big it is. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's hey, a freaking monster. Give my man a subscribe. 
Yeah, might as well. Yeah, maybe uh, subscribe to us. They, yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, networking. Plus, video's also five years old. Hey, Four you years. never know. Look at that thing. I mean, it's not going anywhere, that was for sure. But, yeah, holy moly. Good God. Yeah. And they got a tumbler like that, too. I mean, the figure could be better. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I wonder how much that thing costs. You know, for... <laughs> For, for that type of figure, but whatever. Anyway, all right. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Right. Three donks, yo. There's a Tumblr out there. I'm not sure if that one's a remote controlled or not, but it's... Well, it, you can make anything remote control. I, I saw the guys of the... uh was the heavy metal uh, Batmobile monster truck. Oh. The McFarlane one. Yes, guys, I've seen people uh, Oh yeah, to make that RC, it's like plop. That's an easy one. If you got the body, just plop the the frame right or the the body right on top of the frame. Yeah, that's one that like should have been an RC. Yeah, so anyway, speaking of McFarland, we're we're already off the rails, so let's go. All right, sure. so uh, McFarland released in. So we thought we were just getting uh these guys, these little. Uh, Three-inch scale. Yeah. Oh, knows what I'm talking about. I'm not sharing the screen. Um. So, yeah, everybody thought we were just getting these little guys, which I thought those were super cool. Uh, so you got obviously Superman, Flash, Black Adam, and Batman. Uh, they call them page punchers. Those are for pre-order if you want them. Um, this was this is a week ago, so it's. Yeah. Everything's already in pre-order, but then, then they released again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they released these. So yeah, that made me say, "Gee whiz!" Full seven-inch page punchers. So you got yeah. a sweet Superman. That's so hard not to buy. Yeah, well, that's a. And here's the thing: like you got, I heard saw some people on the McFarland page already completely. I got to buy the same comic four times. Like, what are you, new? Have you not collected comics that have variant covers? Uh, yeah, right. So, I mean, wait, what? what's the storyline called? Black what? I don't know. Anyways, that's a, if, that is Christopher, Re that's Christopher Reeve. Uh, see, Christopher Reeve inspired right there. I'm right. telling you. I like the Constantine. Um, it's, you know, it looks like it could be a multiverse figure. I like the Batman. He looks gritty. Yeah, I, I like constant. I just don't like the head sculpt that much for the see, but that I like that Black Adam way better than the Black Adam he put out. Before. I uh, know, and I already and I have that one, and I'm like, he's a kind of a cool figure. He's better than my other Black Adam, and now they come out with this, and I'm like, Man. yeah. And I don't know if that's just supposed to be kind of current uh, Batman. I'm not sure. I think it's just. Like a vanilla Batman, you know. Oh yeah, the the modern sort of vanilla. Uh, I comic yeah. Batman. We'd have to so see the side of the box. So it's a Black Adam comic. So does it say who does the Scott Kirkham and Peranto do the art? So I'm just wondering if it's all based off of the look of that comic. 
not or where they're kind of getting inspired from. So that's, oh, that's not, I wouldn't call that necessarily Christopher Reeve. Not necessarily that face and the head, but the the body. I mean, look, you look at the trunks and the belt. Sure. Yeah. I say, yeah, even, even the the trunks are just a little bit longer. Yeah, like uh, the Christopher Reeve's movies. And, but the, the face sculpt, that's the face sculpt that he used before. Yeah. And the, the, the suit, I don't know. What do you think? It looks just mute. One? The one, this one right here, it's just muted enough to have it like be the color of Chris Reeves stuff. Or what do you think? Well, I think certain light. Yeah, I I noticed it was a little more muted. I thought it was more muted, sort of similar to the tone of the Snyderverse uh, Superman. Because hmm. I thought I thought uh, Chris Reeves kind of had that little more kind of baby blue, not baby blue, but you know, just that lighter blue. It was blue. Right? Either way, the way that they painted it and now how the light can hit it and change the color of it is 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 awesome. I, I really I really like that. And that's gonna be a hard Superman to pass up on, I'm telling you. I can already think of a million and one ways to pose this guy. Yeah, so this is Christopher Reeves right there from the movie. I can't tell if that's been altered to make it uh, the color at all, but I think now. Not even let me share it anymore because I stopped sharing. Sorry, guys, technical difficulty. I'm an idiot. All right, sorry. So that's the Christopher Reeves. Uh, and then this is, so I, I think it's a little closer to what the, uh, kind of the color palette of the Snyderverse. So that's just my personal opinion. It's a little darker, yeah. A little bit darker, but, and that was kind of, the, that was one of the complaints kind of with uh, the Snyderverse. It was too, too dark. Oh, I don't want yeah, I don't know. See, this is almost a combo with uh, the oh, Batman because it's got like a, you know, very similar to, and I don't know if the Batman's, if this is taken off the Batman or it's vice versa, the Batman right. took it off it. And then a lot more like riveted, stitched uh, armor here and all that, especially on the shoulder. So maybe that'd be a combo of uh, the Batman and so I don't know. I didn't really uh, see what the inspiration was. The symbol looks like an Arkham symbol, almost. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't have to be though, because it's not necessarily full blown. I'd All like right. to see the the box, and I'd like to see more. He is a cool looking figure, very armored. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I like. Okay. See this image. This shot is way better shot of Constantine than the other one. Let me guess, he doesn't come with a cigarette. I say he better, I was going to say he better come with a damn cigarette. If he can't come with a gun, then why not? And he can't even have a cigarette. What the hell? What are we even doing? Uh, what are we even but doing? I, I love the, uh, yeah, I, I love the magic, the, the, the pentagram, I guess. Yeah. We got our black Adam here. I like That's the shoulder crazy. pads and all that. I like 
well, I sort of like that. I can imagine once I get my hands on that and make those a little more gold, I would like that better. But uh, overall, yeah, I like this figure better than the one here uh, earlier in the year. I agree. Uh, I, I agree, and I own it. And it is kind of like, mm, now it's not cool anymore. <laughs> well, that dude, that's the problem with McFarlane stuff. And so, can you he, scroll he back? Re- up? He really, really kind of like runs over his own product. Uh, what do you? Yeah, like? he outdoes himself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, this one, I. I like I said, with the Constantine, I, I like it. He's kind of, he's even got like the messed up hair a little bit. Um, yeah, I give him a book with a bunch of spells, but they won't give him a cigarette to smoke. But I got to make cigarettes. Right. Yeah, I so say we can, we can figure it out. It's fine. All right. But, uh, so, and then. Since we're sticking with toys, uh, mm-hmm. NECA released the final uh, image as to what the final figure would be in the Ninja Turtle Monster line, and it's Donatello as the Invisible Man. I thought it was, I thought people were saying that it was going to be uh, Dracula, but uh, Donatello is the Invisible Man. That thing looks freaking cool. Yes, it does. Um, and that's Mikey as uh, the mummy. That looks gorgeous. Yeah, and they really are. I mean, and like I said, I I said it before, I wasn't going to, and I picked up the Raphael one. Got it right here, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, look oh, how man. cool. I mean, he looks great. He's got everything from his... Uh, his cool boots that look like Frankenstein. You got the bolts everywhere. You got these chains. The size are freaking the lightning bolt size are awesome. Uh, the bolts just up here to the one of the things. One of the things I love are details and the way that they use like the chunk of uh, manhole cover as part of the That's shell. Dope. And then you got a uh, little like gauges on the front and the back there and this. It's just this line's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. It's supposed to it's supposed to come out like throughout the year. So I think the next one is supposed to be. Uh, I think it's supposed to be Mikey's supposed to be the next one. So let me see if I can find. How many of them are out already? As far as I know, just Raphael. So. Oh. Um. <coughs> Yeah, so the, and then obviously they're going to have the uh, April O'Neil as the bride, the bride of Frankenstein. So that one's supposed to come out. La, 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 la. Sale ends May 17th. Damn it. Am I missing this, Adam? I can't see where it says where it's supposed to be. Uh, they may not say it, but that's all right. (laughs) 
but um but yeah so let's see if i can uh, what's up early <laughs> i was trying to read it, and then it oh away. sorry my bever see that turtle van video i sent you earlier i didn't want no i sent it to you <laughs> i thought i sent it to you no i sent it to you first <laughs> i really? saw that mike i think i'm 90 percent sure that's what happened <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised but uh i saw oh. Trying to figure out when these figures are supposed to come out. So, I have a crazy idea for a for a for a satire four episode miniseries we could do. All right, so found it real quick. So, all right, so Mikey's supposed to be coming out in September. Leo's supposed to be coming out May, so ooh, soon. Yeah, so Leo's coming out next, and then Mikey. And what's what is what is what is Leo? I believe he's uh Quasimodo. Yeah, he's the hunchback. Okay. Interesting choice. Uh oh, he looks great though. Yeah, he looks fantastic. Got the cool size, three sets of hands, two shovels. One bone, yeah. one skull, and a brain, and these flamey bits. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a great action. Oh, oh, freaking damn. hell! That's cool. <laughs> that's hell so yeah. cool. That's it. That's it. Did you have any of the open back turtles when no. you were a kid? I had Donatello. That was the only one I had. I, I messaged my brother. I'm like, did we ever have uh, turtle toys growing up? He said, I don't think. so. Oh my gosh! Look how cool they go on the swords. The flames go on the swords. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be a uh, buy for me. So yeah, um, yeah. The, damn it! Curse you, Neca! Curse you! No, we we don't want to curse you, Neca. Oh, I only don't like you because you're gonna take so much of my money. So much of my money going to NECA. And it's, it's weird because my wife seems to be okay with it. So, no hard. Yeah. Wait, you know, we would love to have NECA as a sponsor one day. And NECA, if so, you want someone to come out and test the toys and play with them and put out some videos, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm being a shill. I'll be a shill for NECA. That's fine. Yep. Because those stories are awesome. Yeah. Same thing with like McFarland. You know, hey. Yeah, and I will totally send them back. <laughs> I will no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't want them back. Now after I, no, after I drool on them for a week. Get out of here. <laughs> Not after I drool on them, then I know. Like, Get out of here. Get <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, my dog was trying to eat one of my toys. Not okay. Not okay. Boom. Not okay. All right. Um, 
Adam, what are they called? Yeah, I say we got some we got news to talk about. So all right, so the She-Hulk trailer. She-Hulk trailer. All right, Adam. So it's not it's not getting crushed for the story. It's not getting crushed for the actress. It's currently getting crushed for the CGI. Sure. And it's not great. Yeah, I say it's not top tier, that's for sure. Because that's the thing. Um I mean for the longest time. When you were going to Marvel or a Marvel movie, you were getting top tier everything. You're not getting you're not getting top tier uh, that much anymore. No, suits are cheaper and cheaper. I was thinking about that today when I was watching a uh, clip with Iron Man and uh, Captain America. Well, I was um, I noticed the CGI was pretty poor in Moon Knight. And a lot of people are saying that the CGI wasn't great in uh, Doctor Strange. I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, but uh, yeah, I, I don't mind. I, I I don't mind very much that's going on. It seems like a little bit lighter tone, which I'm okay with because I always thought She-Hulk was very much kind of on the lighter side, especially Marvel comics goes. Yeah, and it seems like they kind of got that going. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm I don't hate it. I, it's not, I mean, it's not going to be like uh, top of mind, top of you know, top thing to go view because Marvel slash DC or not DC Disney has lost a lot of faith in. Uh, I've lost a lot of faith in Marvel, but uh, I'll check it out. But it's place that's not going to be top top of my viewing necessarily. I never read the uh, actual comic where she was a lawyer litigating and whatever as uh, She-Hulk, but <clears throat> I've heard talk of this show for the better part of the last 10 years, you know? Well, and Bef Before even the MCU got picked up, all that kind of stuff. And I just mean like, kind of like a fan, you know, want wanting this and I've wanted this. So for me, yeah, it's the number one thing I want to see the minute it comes out. But it all depends on what happens after that because, like, I can tell you right now, from the first five minutes, five, ten minutes of Stargirl, I knew I was all in on that show. You see this huge battle between the Injustice and the Justice Society. It's crazy. Well, and why didn't they do the show earlier? You could have easily used that sh this show as a vehicle to introduce a bunch of Marvel characters that you wanted to introduce in the MCU. Why didn't they take advantage? Of that? I mean, but how 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 early are we talking here? I mean, I, at, after Endgame, this would have been at, at the top of my one of the top things to put on to uh, Disney Plus as a way to introduce more characters into the MCU. I don't think That's they what, had a Disney Plus back then, though. Well, as part of the when they announced WandaVision and everything. Oh, you mean like when they launched? It, you're saying it should have came out earlier in the long. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Okay, I got you now. I mean, because this one I wouldn't have actually minded seeing because when I'll be perfectly honest, when they announced all the stuff for, you know what, you know, way for the MCU, I did not care. No, nope. not gonna lie, did not care. 
but this this one I actually would have wanted to see, especially if they would have used it specifically as that as a vehicle to introduce more characters into the MCU. Like you could have very introduced, you know, Moon Knight. You know, hey, hey, have him talking. You know, you know, being the lawyer for this, and then you can actually introduce a character that way, and yada yada yada. Why not do that? You know, instead of. No, that's fine. I'm gonna watch it. I want to see it. No, I'll, I'll watch it, but like I said, it's not. It won't be appointment uh, viewing. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, like it, it's one. It's one of the few. Uh, I can't call it a bright spot. One of the little, one of the positives that uh, they've come out with at least recently. So, but we'll see. All right. Adam, did you know that Batman is possibly bi? No. Now you do. I've read a lot of Batman comics. Never really even picked up on it. Thought he needed to get laid more, really. Well, who doesn't? Because that was all a sham. You know, Bruce Wayne really wasn't doing all that. He was out at night being Batman. So... So, in a new Batman comic, may have just confirmed Bruce Wayne is bisexual. And this is from Screen Geek. With comic books focusing on increasing diversity and inclusivity, we've seen some rather interesting changes with a variety of iconic characters. Now, it appears Bruce Wayne's Batman could be the next character to be given such a change. Specifically, Batman has now been hinted as bisexual by DC Comics. The hint occurs in the latest issue of Batman, The Night Number 5. The issue features a moment when young Bruce Wayne approaches a fellow trainee named Anton. The two look at one another's eyes and appears that they're about to move in for a kiss before being interrupted. So here's the panel in question. Here we go. This is the one. So this is from uh, the latest issue here. And this is obviously a tweet. Uh, so Batman essentially just got confirmed to be bisexual. That's pretty cool. Just know some of those people are going to act like this completely ruins the character. So, uh, yeah, clearly uh, looks like they're going in for a kiss and interrupted by I don't know who because I didn't comic. Um, yeah, so there you go. All right, what else you got? Let's move on. <laughs> Want to talk about Gambit? <laughs> My joke I was thinking about making was that whoever showed up to break it up wasn't Remy LeBeau. Because <laughs> right. I just saw the cover of his. Uh, well, that, that was the Hellfire, Hellfire uh, thing. And I was just like, oh, boy. Speaking of... Because uh, I've, I've been saying this now for, it seems, the last issues here where i'm like yeah that's uh that's not for me and there's this uh let's see here and it's just one of those you know there are certain shows that you watch and certain things that just happen where you're just like that is clearly not meant for me and this is for the cover of hellfire the x-men gala 2022 and a bold gambit uh, so this is David Kayama, his variant cover for this year's Hellfire Gala issue. 
and it's breathtaking. Damn it, never looked better. Uh, I disagree. Yeah, it I was like pretty badass in that animated show. Yeah, and I love the ooh la la. I was like, well, not gonna lie, this issue is probably not for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, it just feels like uh, I don't know. Just, just not. You don't need to do it. I, I, I have talked about it on blue in the face. So, blue. That's me right there. Blue, blue in the face. Well, and it's like, it's kind of like the, uh, uh, so Mindy Kaling, she's from The Office. She is doing an adult version of Velma. Uh, yes, that Velma from Scooby-Doo. Second. So, and this is just another case of, hey, let's antagonize the fans of something. And then when we you know, officially change something, let's call them racist or let's call them, you know, assholes or whatever. So uh, Mindy Kaling has a message for people who don't want a brown Velma. Now, this is the problem. Anytime you make changes to a very, you know, legacy character, Velma's been around since the 60s. And she's always been just the, the nerdy girl with glasses. And then, you know, eventually they kind of turned, you know, all the cosplays eventually kind of turned her a little bit sexier. And that's fine. Now she's a, she's a sex, full-fledged sex symbol now. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just... You know, Commercially. She's basically the sexy nerd. She's turned into that. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, there was nothing sexy about the way she was drawn in the original cartoons at all. Yeah. But uh, Mindy Kaling basically decided to make Velma look like her. So uh, this is from uh, CBR via uh, MSN. So HBO Max's Mindy Kaling-led adult animated series Velma reimagines the iconic Scooby-Doo character as South Asian. And Kaling has no time for those that take issue with that. Well, why would they take issue with a, char- a beloved character that you just race-changed because you're here? You know, no big deal. Uh, during during war, jinkies, jinkies, uh, raggy. Uh, during Warner Brothers Discovery's upfront event, Kaylin revealed new stills from HBO Max and Thelma. And quick, so, uh, so yeah, you can even see here. So you got, uh, I'm guessing that's Daphne, uh, discreetly covered in bubbles. That's what uh, we don't see it, brother. There we go. So this is the first image uh, released. Can you see this now? Yes, I sure do. Okay. So yeah, so you got, I'm guessing that's Daphne with the screwly covered bubbles. Uh, Mindy Kaling's version of Velma. Oh. It, so it's not a huge deal, but it's one of those things where I don't like anytime someone comes out and starts attacking fans because of the changes that you have decided to make up to the character. You know, where... It's just, it's unfair to the fans where, you know, everybody's like, oh, you're going to be Velma? Cool. Well, I'm going to make her, you know, Indian. Well, why? Oh, because I'm Indian, so I'm going to make the character look like me. It's like, are we going to do that for every character? Every person that portrays Velma now has to look like the, the actor? I don't know. But it's just one of those things where it's like, 
<sighs> I don't mind. It's it's not a big deal, but I just I hate when people go after fans. I don't like it, Adam. I understand. No, I understand your frustration. It's one of those things where it really it's kind of inappropriate to even really respond to it. You know, you kind of just let your art speak for itself. Well, that's it. It it gets back to the whole almost the the he-man thing be like if you'd have just shut your mouth put it out they're like oh they made her that yeah well that that would have been uh you know i think it would have been much more popular than it was because it wasn't well received because of the they felt like a bait and switch you know i enjoyed it and i liked it a lot but I don't know. I had an open mind to what I was getting. Right. Well, and it's just, hey, just be like, hey, we're doing Velma, but we're making a couple changes. Be like, oh, okay. I mean, at least they were upfront about it, but at the same time, it's like, I just don't like when, you know, you take a character that's got decades old, you know, fan base, and okay. All right, I have two issues. One, race changing a character, I don't care for that stuff. If you want to introduce your own character who's Indian, do that. That's fine. No one's going to have a problem with that. Um, but also, why the hell do they have to make adult versions of everything? Because that's one of the beautiful things about, like, Scooby-Doo. It's like a timeless cartoon. Like, oh, now, like, I want to introduce, you know, my kids to Scooby-Doo, yada, yada. You can't introduce your kids to this. This isn't for kids. I mean, who is this for? Well said. Yeah, you know, it, it's that's the that's the other thing where I'm. That's where I get pressure. I'm like, you know, typically when you like go out and make any type of project, especially like a TV show, you wanted to, you're going after probably the biggest audience you can get, and now you've made this adult, you know, so you cut out, you know, everybody under supposedly 17 or so. And then you race change your character. Okay, well, you've just cut out a large section of your audience. Good good job. I mean, Daphne's naked. So, I mean, that tells you that there is going to be some serious funnies, like along the lines of like Rick and Morty. And that's very, that's pretty adult. It's pretty mature audience. Yeah. But I mean, that, but here, I don't, I don't need that. I don't want that. That's not what I, that does nothing for me. I don't understand the, there are certain things I just don't get. And like trying to make certain characters like more adult or make, like I was telling you about, I saw the the fan art of, you know, April O'Neil and she had, you know, big old boobs and she was all skinned. I was like, never, never went there with my imagination. That never, that never happened. So I don't know. You know what the certain, thing is though too about that. About, things I, I just don't get. When you see like the fan uh uh fan art with uh April O'Neil where he says like exploitive. Now I haven't specifically seen a, a piece, I didn't go look it up or anything like that. But you know, there's a lot of like gorgeous local uh reporters and stuff that they put on the TV these days. If you look at like the cha- the morning shows and stuff, that's like, yeah. you know, uh, like like everybody in this 
and the last decade too. Like since we kind of came into this 21st century here thing, it's a lot different with that stuff. Like you used to have like, you know, the old man sitting at the anchor desk in the morning and says, maybe you got a weather guy. You probably didn't get a weather girl. Maybe you did, but you know, you know, it wasn't like, you know, she kind of looked like your second grade teacher or something. Right. You know what I mean? And now you turn it on and it's like, oh my God, man, these people are starving themselves. There is skinny the rails. Well, and uh, turn on, you know, the uh, international uh, weather girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why? Are they naked or something? Uh, well, they're not not always. There are some, but oh, wow. usually they're, there's some very smoking hot uh, weather girls. Yeah. So, so, especially from South America. So, could you like imagine like, uh, and April O'Neil that poses for Playboy within the story, and she's like, "Yeah, I I, I use my journalistic skills to to, to uh, shine light or uh, to exploit a gang, and uh, you know save lives and stuff." And then you know I was really thinking about my career, so I came here with that. Right. <laughs> no, I, but great. I mean, some of the stuff just reminds me of you know fan fiction slash almost like. You know, penthouse forum. Like, oh no way! Really? Like stories. Some, well, some of this, some of the stuff is borderline. Where I'm like, holy lord, is that what we're doing? Okay, that's that's on you. But uh, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna check out the the Velma show on HBO Max, but I, I just it, it's it's one of those things where you just start off on such the wrong foot, where you're like, I don't want to watch your show if you're gonna be a, a freaking jerk about everything that's not fun right all right last piece of news adam uh since we're completely out of uh out of order for everything all right so oh dogs are all right, Adam. Marvel will not let Stanley die. They have gotten a Marvel licensed Stanley's likeness. New deal opens doors for CGI appearances of legendary character in Disney theme parks and future MCU projects. Why won't they let Stanley die, Adam? Uh, you know, maybe it's just a new way to see a rerun, man. I don't know. I mean, he is dead. He really is. He is gone. Yes, it's, a shame. gone. it's a shame to see his likeness go away. I mean, you know, there was a lot of probably a lot of Mr. Roger reruns for a while after he passed. And, you know, or do we really need to lose Stan Lee if we don't have to? I don't know. I don't think so. I think I, I, I think it's I, th I think it won't be as pure as I'm describing it. Because it will obviously become a mascot situation. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, so uh, it would be nice if, you know, we could teach the world to sing in perfect harmony and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, why would we have to lose Stanley? But, uh, no, I'm against it now because I realize how evil corporations work. Well, and especially, uh, you know, the, the mouse ears are not known for being the nicest uh, when it comes to anything, so um, I, I'm the not. I, 
Yeah, I'm not a fan of this stuff. So uh, this is from Bounding in the Comics and latest adherence to Disney to their legal desecrating screed of no one's ever really gone. Marvel Studios has signed a new deal to license likeness of Stanley, the terms which allow for the company to use the image however they see fit. God bless, that's dangerous. Including the possible use of CGI to revive that iconic comic book creator for future MCU for future MCU appearances. Uh, as announced to the Hollywood Reporter on May 18th, the 20-year the 20-year deal with between Marvel and Stanley Universe, a joint venture between Lee's Pow Entertainment and Entertainment Development Company, Genius Brands International, which currently controls the uh, creator's estate, will allow for the Disney subsidiary to use Lee's name and likeness in a variety of different projects, ranging from films and TV shows to Disney theme parks and merchandises. Jeez, Lord. They're gonna, they're gonna just beat the corpse of this man, literally, until they they can't do anything more with him. And like I said, I, I you you just came, like you said, you just realized, yeah, it's not gonna be good. And no, it's not gonna be good because that that was the thing. Like, it was such a nice little treat to to see Stanley in the movie. And I think it's one of those things where, like, especially when he passed, like, oh, that's a lot of people, like, oh, we're not, he's not going to be in any more of the movies. And this was like, we'll fix that with our CGI. And I'm just like, oh, no, I, I just, I can't see anything good coming of this. Not anything. Ditto. Uh, what can I say? Um It'll be neat, you know, if, you, if if I could go down and see it or whatever at, at Disneyland, I probably wouldn't <laughs> because I'm just not motivated to do stuff like that. No. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure it would look extraordinary. I'm sure it would. I don't know. I don't... I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to uh, have uh, contempt prior to investigation. I'm condemning it already. <laughs> it's fine, man. It's fine. From, from the get-go, because I do not trust Disney as far as I can throw, uh, throw that company. So. All right. Let's get on to some good stuff. So, all right, Adam, uh, hold on. Wait, one thing. Okay. I want to show you what toy we have on the Spinny Rama thing. Where's it at? Where are you? I can't find it. Where's it at? There. All right. So, the toy we have today on the old Spinorama. Metalhead. And his Ooh. vacuum and drill attachments. <laughs> nice. This figure is so cool. Look at all the little... Yeah. Details. It's got the little lever in the back. Got his drill bit attachment. His chest opens up so you can put a laser in there. And once he's done kicking your ass, he's gonna be nice and he's gonna clean up after himself. That's always so cool. Man, I'd be like crossbreeding my playtime, and uh, him and uh, Roboto could team up to be partners. <laughs> See, that's another thing, too, like, I never really understood, too. Like, I didn't go – I had to go there with society. 
and the Dark Knight Returns kind of did like you know explain a lot, but that that has more meaning to it than a lot of, a lot of other stuff. Like, why does ever why do all the good guys got to fight each other now? You know what I mean? Because that's the thing. There is no truly bad anymore. There's no such thing as good good guys and bad guys. There's just guys that are bad and there's guys that are worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, oh, what was I gonna say? Um, you said the guys that are bad are worse. It had to do with well, oh well, it'll come back to me. Like you know, the Punisher, the Punisher, who now. They've retconned where he's basically been a serial killer his entire life, and we just didn't know it. It's like, okay, we went there. Fantastic. They, they did that. That's terrible. Yep. They they had a, an issue where even as a small child, he was basically a murderer. It's like, well, that just completely retconned the entire character. Frank Castle was, uh, I guess he was a good guy, man. He was a... Uh... Well, yeah, the reason he went bad is because his family got murdered. Yeah. That's what pushed him over the edge. It yeah. wasn't like, no, he was just saving it until his family was murdered. Like, no, that was the thing that made him the Punisher. That was the thing. It's not like Spider-Man was always just headed inside. No, he became a Spider-Man once he got bit by the spider. And how? You know, spider you know, Superman, you know, Batman. No, he wasn't always a psycho. He's a psycho because his parents were killed in front of him. He trauma. Yeah. Trauma. <laughs> Emotional <laughs> damage. Jesus, Nick. <laughs> trauma. <laughs> nice. I need that the the Asian emotional damage thing right here. Yeah. I, oh, Superman, you know, he's the now, not so much pain or whatever, but, you know. What was that? Uh, you don't have dogs. <laughs> it's not like a dog. My window is open. I, and, oh. and and if, if I would, I got to go back and watch this video now because ghosts came to my mind. Listen, yeah, like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> yeah, what the hell is I even, what are we even talking about now? Jeez, I got uh, we're the house ta- you're talking about comic book characters. Oh, right. right. But anyway. Yeah. Um, Adam, sure. what, are you, what are you watching? Uh, I haven't been watching anything. I, I have been watching just YouTube videos because I went to Comic-Con last week. Right. Last weekend. Had a, had a blast. Had a blast. Um, but I was there on Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday I uh, I did chores and really listened that, to podcasts. So an, ex- an exhausting day or two can't do it like yeah. you used to well yeah and it used to be normal and shit back then like i think about the, the teenager i was and I, i'm like what are you doing going out on the weekends you don't have much time to rest <laughs> right <laughs> well, I, well, I saw one post where it's like the older i get the more and more like 8 30 becomes the new midnight it's like that's true like if i have to go out after dark like there better be a reason Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I, like that was the thing. Like, I, first thing I did when I came home, you know, homeowner problems. It's like, so took a couple days off after uh, Comic Con. So I mowed my lawn for the first time this season. Last week, I forgot there's like a two foot strip on the other side of my driveway and behind my fence and shed. Forgot about it. 
because my work fan was blocking it. So it did out of sight, out of mind. I went over there to go work the other day and I'm like, See, the grass is like up to my knee and I'm like, oh, I better take care of that. <laughs> yeah. wow. So it's like, oh yeah. Uh, so I got the old weed whipper out and went to town, but it was just like, no, about out of sight, out of mind. It's like, oh, nice. So completely, completely forgot you existed. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, time to do that spring clean and all that kind of stuff. I'm getting some stuff taken care of this weekend. Yeah, I got to do some so, uh, power washing of the deck, which is, oh, Lord. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, I was watching the Pentabrit on Netflix. And that's the, you know, the ghost of Mike Myers comes out and does what Mike Myers has done his entire career, where he plays like five different characters the Wayne's World Mike Myers. Not the end. Oh. So, the ghost um, stuff. Well, you haven't. I haven't heard anything from Mike Myers in like since the Guru, and then, uh, and then I, that just kind of popped up on Netflix. I was like, oh. So one of the guys on Instagram, he posted. He's like, yeah, it was all right. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. It wasn't bad until we got to the last episode because it's one of those things where I was like, hey, no political stuff. We're just having fun. It's just nonsense because. Uh, the premise is, so there's a secret society that rules the world, but they're nice guys, right? They're not in it to, just to be mean or be cruel or just for power. They rule the world and try and actually do good. And they almost went the entire series without making it political until the very last episode. And I went, because I my wife wanted to watch it, and I was go, oh, there it is. Okay. You know, anti-racism, anti-this, anti... I was like, oh, okay, so we're just going to work it in this whole episode. And you know what politics in shows like that is, or just... It is... What was, what was the political angle? So there's a... The one woman in the show, she's a... Uh, she's a person of color. I don't remember her name or her character that much because she's just kind of like the... She's the tagline for one of Mike Meyer's like Myers characters and it turns out she's a secret agent of the Pentaverit and it shows her training and she's literally shooting targets that say, you know, uh racism, bigotry, all this stuff. And I'm just like, ah, here it is. Okay, cool. So, you know, white privilege and stuff, all that good stuff. And you know, and then it's all the, oh, it's just these pentaver but they're all just old white men that are actually in charge i'm like oh goody fantastic so uh last episode it was good until last episode i'll say that so, so if you like old school mike myers where it's just nonsense having fun he, he once again he plays like five or six different characters um, so if you like vintage mike myers it's it's a it's a watch it's just be careful. Huh? It's vintage Mike Myers. Vintage Mike Myers. So until the last episode. Well, okay. I haven't It's just one of those things. I'm just like, man, we couldn't go just the last episode. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't sneak through there without getting in some, some type of message. So whatever. Boo for messages. Boo for messages. All right. So anyway. Adam, what are we reading? We 
are reading or wait, listening well, to, there is... Wait, one second. There we go. <laughs> I didn't make it for nothing. <laughs> That's right. Now I'm going to read tonight or something, man. I haven't read all week either. Like I said, Comic-Con, work, all that stuff, you know? Yeah, I finished up that uh, best of uh, from IDW of Shredder, and they have a whole series of the best of. So they have best of Shredder, they have best of Casey Jones, they have the best of Janica, and the best of April O'Neil that I've seen so far. I haven't seen anything else, uh, but I picked up the best of Shredder, and then after that, I picked up the best of Casey Jones. But I'll tell you what, the best of Shredder, those are some freaking cool stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the one. It ended up with, I think, and it's kind of tough to say, see where certain issues uh, ended and started. Uh, certain ones you can tell because the art changes drastically, but uh, there's a story about when Shredder goes to hell and he's like trying to work through stuff in hell. And I was like, holy crap, this is a freaking cool story. So I'm going to go check that out. Uh, I think it's a four or five part, uh, but it's, uh, yeah, Shredder literally goes to hell and he's like fighting you know they're basically all the demons of uh people that he's either killed or responsible for killing so it's a lot and then at the end of the uh the one issue it's got the the ghost of or the demon burns versions of the turtles and it's like really cool i was like oh man so Holy it's really shit. good yeah it's freaking it, it's a pretty badass story uh i gotta uh, get the rest of that but um, I picked, and after that, I was like, that was pretty cool. So I picked up the best of Casey Jones. That one's okay. Not as good. Casey Jones, kind of those characters. He's cool, but there's just not a ton to him, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, he was... He, he beats the shit out of stuff with hockey sticks and, you know, cricket bats and all that stuff, but... Uh, R rightfully so, of all the Turtles, like, friends that had an action figure and all that kind of stuff, he was the coolest one. Right. But... You know, because I mean that I still remember. Well, I don't remember the plot or all that stuff, but I just remember seeing Casey Jones for the first time in the in the show, and it was just you know, you know, he had that gravelly, low voice with some bass in it. It was crazy, and so I did not see Stephen Amell though as a as a Casey Jones, but okay. No, and I think, and you know what, that's one of the probably better cases for when people are like, well, why don't they just use uh, the TV version in the movies? I was like, because you notice like on TV, he can't, he's got a nice presence to him, but there's a different level when you go to film and you're on the screen that big. Yeah. Certain things don't translate. Like everybody's like, why not just use a uh, grant? What's his name from the flash to replace Ezra Miller. I was like, yeah, that's probably not going to work. <laughs> you know, the problem with that is that he's been playing this Flash for 10 years or whatever it's been, yeah. and it's ingrained in him. And really, I love him as the Flash, but can I'm we get him? But can we get him to play a? You would have to. You'd have to play a different Flash. It couldn't be right. that. You know, it couldn't be that one. I think that uh, they need to cast someone to play the flash and i think that it needs to be an apology casting but i don't think it needs to be grant gustin i mean come on you need to say sorry for ezra miller none of us wanted him. 
What? <laughs> it should be like, sorry, here's someone who's really good. I can't tell you who right now, but... Yeah, there was a um, rumor that the, that there was somebody that was uh, right in the runnings and they weren't announcing anything yet. Well, the See, so the, the the thing that they did announce is they were doing. Did you know they were doing the super? Was it oh the super twins? The Wonder the, Twins. Wonder Twins. Yeah, Wonder Twins. They were going to do that. That yeah, cut, cut that, that real awesome. quick. Hell no. Yeah. Uh yeah, he, he cut a bunch of stuff real quick. So, uh, include a lot, especially on TV. Uh, obviously, Batwoman's done. Was Good. it uh, Naomi? Was that the other one that had the one and done season? Yeah, she's a comic book character too. Uh, she's relatively new. I I don't know much about her. Yeah, but she had her own TV show for some reason, and that oh had not anymore. So. What about Superman and Lois? Is that still on? As far as I know, that's still on. Uh, that's the only one that's well received throughout the entire series. So that one, yeah. that one should be safe. But everything else, probably, honestly, going to get the axe unless it's. Uh, well, since it is part of HBO Max, I'd probably Mindy Kaling's uh, Belma's probably gonna get one season and done because that's just not going to go anywhere. Unless it's hysterical like Harley Quinn. Yeah, but first of all, Mindy Kaling's freaking annoying. That's part of the problem. I don't know about anything about her. She's uh, super, she looks pretty. No, she's pretty, but she's a gigantic pain in the ass. Every character know. I've seen her play is kind of that she's that squeaky, high-pitched, annoying pain in the ass. Like sure. in The Office, there's like she's just the super annoying uh you know, trying contriving girlfriend. I'm just like, some odd reason you kind of keep playing the same character. So this might be just you, uh, you know, whatever. But I, I don't, know. I, I don't care for. Her and it's just one of those things. So you mess with Scooby Doo. I mean, you might as well, you know, certain things you, you don't mess with. You don't mess with. You don't mess with Scooby Doo. You don't mess with GI Joe. You don't mess with Thundercats. You don't mess with He Man. You don't mess with turtles there's certain things. you don't mess with my childhood you stay away from it yeah and lena del rey i'm not happy that she did a version of doing time but that's something we were talking about earlier that's certain songs incredibly beyond me but okay certain songs are special to certain people doing time by sublime that's a special song to me not just that lena del rey even though i no interview music. I don't like people messing with my songs. It's just a cover tune. I mean, that's all. Doesn't mean I have to like it, Adam. <laughs> okay, very well. I mean, but my, my, my take on cover tunes and other bands doing them was always like, well, let's see what they, you know, let's see how it sounds. Yeah, they brought it. I like, yeah, I like Biff Naked's version of Nothing Else Matters. Okay, so I did get, I did listen to like five seconds of playing out Del Rey's version. And then I did do that. Nope, I'm not even. Nope. That's on me. I didn't give it a chance. That's on me. I get it. No, I, but, I get it. But, but the song is near and dear to your heart. It's near and dear to my heart. I love that song. You know? But also, and, like, but I've covered, had, go ahead. I mean, I've had my adolescent life, you know, that's, that's part of my soundtrack. Well, that's like 
like uh and, and then there's certain times where they where someone does a cover of the song it's completely different it, it completely takes on its own thing like when johnny cash did hurt that's sure. not the same version of nine inch nails version right and then when mumford and sons they did a version a takeoff basically of the johnny cash version which still sounds good because i think marcus mumford has the voice of a freaking angel even though he smokes like a chimney but uh yeah when you do a cover sometimes a cover is so good on its own like it, it doesn't even you know it's it, it shouldn't even be compared to the original because it's own, it's something like i think the first time my brother saw the video for her like he's like damn you're crying <laughs> you know just one of those things where you're just like damn like that that hit you right in the feels you know that you didn't right. even play i was not expecting that so anyway that's a hell yeah. of an album yeah well oh, yeah that johnny cash freaking that's the thing there's some johnny cash songs i never heard of that i just go holy smokes those are freaking those are some songs right there like god's gonna cut you down like oh, yeah. oh. that's a, i was like I don't know when he was saying that or when he recorded, but that's just a badass song. <laughs> that, was like the, that was like the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s. It was his well, last well, album. I was thinking, well, when he passed, when? Like mid 2000s? I think. Like I right think around so. that. 04, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Let's find, I mean, let's find out. Yeah. One second. So. Here, I'm just going to type in a little. Great. Okay, so he passed away in 2003. Yeah. So. so let's see if they have his, uh, what is it, American Highways or something like that? A Thousand Highways? I've got no idea. It's a hell of a fucking album. Well, I've got There's... it on my, I've got it in my YouTube music, so. Okay, yeah, here we go. It's, it's called. America Five Hundred Highways. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, American. Yeah, because they got the. Damn. Well, it's yeah, American Five. The man comes around. That's what I've got it off of on YouTube Music, which is what I usually use for my my music. That shit, though. It's the first time I ever heard that song. I know exactly where I was. I was in the movie theater. It was two thousand four. And I was sitting down to watch Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> and yeah, that's at the beginning of that movie. That is one of the craziest beginnings to a zombie movie I'll ever see. That's a great intro. Yeah. That's a, it's a yeah, that's yeah. a great movie. Yeah, that's the first. Oh, that's the thing that really put Zack Snyder on the map, isn't it? That's his very first movie. Do you know what he, he directed before? No. He, used, he used to direct car commercials and he used to direct um, Budweiser commercials. Do you know which ones he particularly specialized? Clydesdale ones. Oh, uh, the ones that made you cry. Yeah, that kind of stuff. On, on Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, can you? I mean, it makes sense. It's Zack Snyder. He's what love him or hate him. Like well, he, and, he shoots like a painting. Well, and and shocker, it's the slow mo Clydesdale, <laughs> right. know, but just the yeah. the majestic Clydesdale. Yeah, exactly. No, I like that's, Snyder. That's, I like I like all of his work. Um, so, well, that's yeah, how that's, Jerry Bruckheimer got started by shooting commercials in Detroit. Yeah. So you know, uh, I like. Uh, I was, man, just let me lose my train of thought, though. 
Damn. What did I? What were we just talking about? Clyde Stales. Clyde Stales. Oh no, I like Zack Snyder. I like all of his body of work. I was going to say, I've never really heard a cross thing about him. So. No, it well, no, not too much. I, the last thing he put on Netflix, not the not the biggest fan of that. That was okay. It was okay, but it was there was just so much. That was that was another one of those weird things where. You know, they're, the story before the movie came out with having to edit out Crystalia, and that was part of the problem. I was looking for that, and you could see where they, like, literally edited out and, like, green screen in the other actor, or actress, I should say. Yeah, Tip. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Tig. Tig Mataro. Apparently a comedian, but... uh. Oh, man, she's... She's, uh... Had this terminal cancer that she survived, but she walks out on stage and starts doing this uh, act that she wasn't planning on acting. She just comes out and she goes, oh, I have terminal cancer. And she just starts going through her life making fun of it. And people are cracking up, not really thinking that she has cancer, but she did. But well, did, uh, did you actually see the she inter- Did you see the interviews with Chadwick Boseman like a year before uh, mm-hmm. he ended up passing? No, I did. And it's really kind of crazy stuff because he was like, uh, you know, people are like, oh, well, like, well, you're going to be in the next few Avengers movies. He's like, no, I'm dead. And you know, the the reporters got no idea what he's talking about, but he knew that he had cancer, and he he was basically saying, yeah, no, I'm I'm not going to be in it. Well, what do you mean? He's like, I- I'm I'm dead. And you know, they did. No one picked up on it. You know, there's multiple interviews where he's like, no, I'm I'm not going to mean anything. You know, he, he knew his, his days were numbered. And it's just like, like really bizarre, crazy, like, oh my gosh. That, yeah. like, when, and, and the, uh, yeah, or the, the, the best sentence that that man knew he had, and he just went crazy. But, all right. Anyway, sorry. So, getting back on track here. So, uh, so I'm going to have some comic book reviews coming up. So I told you guys last time I bought my first Marvel book in a long, long time. Uh, this is Hulk for Store Banner of War Part 1. So uh, I'm going to have a review up for that, hopefully pretty soon. And then uh, Flashpoint Beyond, issue number one. Love that cover. Um, so that's obviously going back to the Flashpoint Beyond universe. And we'll see what it has for us. So I have a review, hopefully, for those upcoming pretty soon. Uh, and that's one of the things that we really want to try and start doing is more, uh, hopefully you guys will see them, is more action figure reviews and comic re- uh, comic book reviews. Uh, we'll start posting those, hopefully, pretty soon. Because I know, Adam, you said you were going to start working on them. Yeah, I'm going to put one together, and uh, I just got to choose the toy. I'll say and if you guys have a comic or a toy that you want us to review, we'll definitely do that for you. Just let us know in the comment section or hit us up on our social media, which is right here. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, obviously YouTube, and we are on Spotify. So uh, we can, you can download us and take us anywhere you want with you. Yeah. Uh, to us on the go, wherever you're at. So, and uh, obviously any help would be appreciated. So, if you give us a like and subscribe on YouTube, because that's how YouTube works, uh, the more like and subscribe you get, the more views, uh, more people can view us, and the more we work our way into the algorithm. 
And to quote a more honest and innocent day, I will be your best friend. <laughs> and who doesn't want that? Adam's a good exactly. guy. Exactly. Oh, good guy. So, but uh, other than that, Adam, I think I'm good to go. You got anything left for the people? Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank everybody for the all the subscribers. Everybody, I saw a couple of guys watching with us. Thanks for joining us today. And we hope to see you in the future. Thanks so much. And good night, America. <laughs>